Doc Smo here with another edition of Portable Practical Pediatrics. From the onesie all the way to the three-piece. If it involves kids, we talk about it here. Well, thanks for joining me today. I've got another biking story for you today. You know, I'm part of a group called the Biking Friends, a group of adults and sometimes kids who go biking weekly to a bakery or a coffee shop. We bike about 25 miles and have lots of interesting conversations along the way. Well, in one of my most recent outings with the group, it included a teen who happened to have a rash. And his mother was biking as well. And his mom uh, asked me to take a look at his rash, which was around his upper arm. And mom's question for me was, should she take him to an urgent care or an emergency department since his spots looked bigger and angrier than they had the day before? His rash was getting worse, and she was worried. Well, I knew the likely outcome of one of these ED or urgent care visits, lots of medications and therapies that are often unnecessary. So let's break down this young man's rash a little more in today's podcast and give you my thoughts about how to identify and manage his rash that turned out to be from insect bites. I'll also tell you what I told this young man to do that turned out to be easy and very inexpensive. So stay tuned to this edition of Portable Practical Pediatrics. It's Paul Smolin, MD, your Pedcast host bringing you informative and entertaining knowledge on a wide range of parenting and child health topics. You have parenting questions. He has answers. It's portable, practical pediatrics on your schedule. And here is your PEDCAST host, Dr. Paul Smolin. What I saw in this young man when I took a look at his skin, was a crop of red spots on his upper arm. The marks looked like typical insect bite reactions. More on that in a minute. He couldn't recall having been bitten by anything, so I deduced that they were likely large mosquito bites for the following reasons. He hadn't noticed being bitten, which is typical of mosquitoes. Check. The red spots were on exposed skin where insects have easy access to bite. Check. The center of the red spot was elevated compared to the rest of the spot, which is typical of an insect bite. Check. The spots were itchy but not painful. Check. And the spots were grouped into small wheels in the same area, typical for bites. Check again. These were bites. Turns out there are thousands of insects all around your children that potentially can bite them. But in this young man's case, I thought mosquitoes were the most likely insect causing the rash for the reasons that I just stated. The spots were large and a little angry looking when I saw them, but I still thought they were uncomplicated mosquito bites on day two. Let's take the mosquito as our prototypic insect bite and analyze what happens in the skin of a child who gets bitten. I think once you begin to recognize the signs of an insect bite, you will be able to identify bite marks on your children since most insect bites look very similar. When a mosquito bite occurs, skin bacteria and venom from the mosquito 
and possibly even viruses that are carried by the mosquito are injected into the skin of the child. Within minutes to hours of an insect bite, your child's immune system leaps into action, recognizing that something foreign has entered the child's skin. The skin barrier has been breached. Alarms go off and your child's immune system goes into action with swelling that dilutes the toxins, blood vessels dilating that bring in cells to detoxify and neutralize the venoms, as well as killing bacteria that have entered the skin uh, and repairing the damage to the broken skin. All these processes cause your child's skin to develop the cardinal signs and symptoms of inflammation, which are swelling, redness, heat, and itch or pain. Other conditions can cause your child to become inflamed, but bites from insects is one of the more common conditions that lead to skin inflammation. And this inflammation is most intense at the center of the bite. That's why if you feel these swellings, the center is thicker than the edges. Dermatologists call this reaction a wheel, W-H-E-A-L, not W-H-E-E-L, their term for a bump bigger than a pimple. Well, what are the signs that an insect bite has gotten serious? What I call a complicated bite. Well, here are some of the features of a child's skin rash, particularly a bite, that get me worried. My radar goes up that something is very wrong if any of the following things start happening. Swelling that is increasing after 72 hours of onset. As I said before, insect bite reactions that are uncomplicated start getting better by the fourth day in my experience. A red streak radiating from the wheel. Doctors call this lymphangitis, and it can be very troublesome. It can mean that the bite has gotten infected with skin bacteria and that that skin bacteria is now coming up the lymph channels radiating from the bite itself. Pain instead of itch in the area of the rash. Itch, remember, is mild pain. If the lesion goes beyond itch, into the pain level of pain, there is often trouble. Blistering of the skin, involvement of the tissue under the skin, pustules or abscess, or the dreaded skin ulceration. All these things involve the skin breaking down, and that is never good. If there's a concern that there's a foreign body in the skin, most foreign bodies will eventually get infected, and the splinter or whatever is in the skin will need to be removed. If there are swollen lymph nodes anywhere near the rash, next to fever or the skin breaking down, this is the second most serious sign that your child's body is fighting hard. And finally, if the child with the rash is sick with a fever, doesn't feel well, or just doesn't look or act well, That should really get your attention at any point in the illness. Any of these factors make me worry that this is more than just a simple insect bite. It may have started as a bite, but it's likely if any of these previously mentioned factors are present, that there are some secondary infection on top of the bite. Any of these signs warrant a visit to your child's pediatrician, an urgent care, 
or even an emergency department. Well, what advice did I give my teenage biking friend? Well, I told him to seek care immediately if any of these previously mentioned signs occur. But at the time I saw him, even though his spots were getting redder and bigger and angrier, I didn't feel that he had any condition that warranted medical uh, attention because he was within that magic three days and the skin was not breaking down and he was not sick. I also told my young friend that if none of these serious signs or symptoms occurred, that he should simply keep the spots clean with some soapy water, put a thin smear of Vaseline on them, and just simply observe them for about another 36 hours. Another 36 hours would put him past the magic three days when his bites should start to look better. You see, insect bites increase in size until about the third day, and then they usually begin to resolve. I'm pretty sure that if his mother had taken him to the emergency department or urgent care, as she was contemplating at the beginning of our bike ride, he would have likely left these facilities with a prescription for oral antibiotics because of their concern that the bites were infected, topical steroids to reduce the swelling in the bites, and instructions to take an antihistamine for at least five days. Well, in my experience, most of the time, these medications are not necessary during the first three days of the bite. I know some doctors recommend oral or topical antihistamines, topical antibiotics, covering the bites with a bandage, topical or oral steroids uh, for all the bites, but I just haven't found these medications necessary unless a child has one of the warning signs I mentioned earlier or is very allergic to mosquito venom. For very allergic children, aggressive treatment can be very helpful, but is not necessary for most children. And while we're talking about treatment, I do not recommend you use any product that contains topical Benadryl, that's diphenhydramine is the generic name, or topical neomycin, you know, the neo in neosporin. They can make things worse. I recommend a thin layer of plain Vaseline to cover the bite. No bandages and nothing fancy. But don't forget, washing with soapy water before the Vaseline is important. Well, here's a good question that I'm often asked. Which children need to see an allergist? Which kids who have large local reactions to insect bites need to visit a pediatric allergist? Well, this question seems to come up quite frequently. In my opinion, if your child has a large local reaction, and by local I mean a reaction that is only at the site of the bite, they don't need to see an allergist. But if they get a reaction at sites beyond the site of the bite itself, such as hives or swelling in their throat or tightness in their throat or hoarseness with bites or wheezing or vomiting or they look pale and ill shortly after any kind of bite, they certainly need a trip to the emergency department immediately as well as a trip to a pediatric allergist after they recover from the bite. Well, I hope that helps you both identify insect bites in your children and know how to handle them should they occur. I also hope that you now know some of the signs that your child's insect bites are getting more complicated and may need medical attention. 
Certainly, if you ever have concerns about your children's health, please contact those wonderful people you call your children's pediatricians. I'm sure they can help. Oh, and by the way, in future PEDCasts, I plan to address other types of insect bites, those that present other health problems such as spider bites, fire ant bites, and tick bites. Stay tuned for those. If you enjoy learning about child health with PEDCasts, by all means, share them with your friends and family. And go ahead and subscribe at my website at www.docsmo.com to hear about all the latest content via email. I would also appreciate it if you would consider writing a review on iTunes or on my Facebook page, Docsmo. Doing so helps others find my podcast. This is your host, Doc Smo, broadcasting from Studio 1E in beautiful Charlotte, North Carolina, hoping you won't find it trite to pay attention to those bites. Until next time. I would like to thank the following people for their assistance in the production of this podcast. Dr. David Jaffe the voice of the introduction. Robert Beezer, the composer-arranger of the intro music. Anne Gesner, my wonderful content editor. Benjamin Smolin and Jerome Moof, the talented musicians who produced this delightful theme music. Sarah Smolin and Nathaniel Horlick for their digital wizardry. And Wendy Smolin, Esquire, and Seth, the rocket man barrister, Jaffe, for their inspirational guidance. Thanks, guys. By listening to this podcast, you agree to all of the terms and conditions found at the docsmo.com website. This docsmo.com podcast is informational only. Dr. Smolin does not diagnose, treat, or offer specific medical advice for your child. For specific medical advice regarding your child, consult his or her health care provider.